ready for another episode of Wanderings and Wool Gathering? Good, here's Foggy. Sounds like I should be saying, the more you know. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to say, welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 97. Tonight's episode is brought to you by 4411 Creative Agency. Good folks, 4411 provide custom marketing and flawless execution. Creative is their middle name. Head over to 4411creative.com to find out more. Well, folks, after a bit of wool gathering, we've decided to wander from music and tackle the book of Boba Fett. We're two se two episodes <laughs> episodes in, and we have a lot to say. Joining me tonight are JPP. Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. Excuse me. How's it going? <laughs> Great, thanks. And Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. How's it going, guys? Grooving. It's going great. Are, are you guys enjoying this episodes? The yeah. episodes are, are <laughs> wonderful. Oh, man. That was one fantastic intro, everybody. <laughs> uh, sorry, post-dinner. Bear with me. <laughs> I think I out-clevered myself trying to fit wool gathering and wandering in. <laughs> this exceeds our daily limit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, well. This is kind of new for us. I mean, we've done some comic stuff, but it's usually somehow tied to music. This is the mm -hmm. first thing I think that we've done that's been exclusively not about music. Well, we did the Avengers Endgame. Oh, review. yeah, we did. Yeah. So this yeah. is, um, I guess, right in our wheelhouse. Yeah. And we're all big nerds, so it works. Precisely. Indeed. At least the three of us, the three of us that are here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was fun. I watched, I uh, see, I didn't watch Boba Fett the first week. And so I watched it on Tuesday turned around and watched the next one on Wednesday. So that was kind of a nice experience getting him back to back. Very cool. Yeah. What, uh, what are you thinking so far? Are you enjoying the pace and where, how it's kind of developing? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I was not happy after episode one. I oh, really? Really? Yeah. And it wasn't that I absolutely hated everything that happened. And I'm going to tell you, I'll, I'll give you the one thing that bothered me, which I believe cleared up quite a bit in episode two, which I did absolutely love, just for transparency. But when when uh, Boba Fett said that he didn't want to rule in fear, he wanted to rule with respect, at, at the when that hit me, I was just like, that's not Boba Fett. I mean, he's the one that had to do no disintegrations. You know, he's only good to him alive. You know, don't kill him because I need his for money. He seemed more callous in the past. And here it seemed like an abrupt change. I believe episode two explained that. But prior to seeing episode two, after I saw episode one, I was like, oh my gosh, that just seems off to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think <clears throat> I didn't butt up against that so hard, but I think more just because subconsciously I figured we would get there. Mm -hmm. And and then in episode two, we did get there, you know, and it episode two did what I was hoping uh, or well, no, episode one showed him getting out of the Sarlacc, right? Yes. Yeah. And then they, they yeah. did it again in two, I think is a little flashback, but yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So after that, and then he gets like, you know, the whole thing with the Tuscan tribe and all that is 
like I think that kind of got us to where you are talking about, like it got him in that mind space. And uh, this is this is supposed to be what like about well mandalorian supposed to be like what they said like five ish years mm-hmm. after jedi yeah so mm-hmm. and this is building off of that so it's about that same time so i uh, you know I, I i feel like over they keep doing the flashbacks with him going into the back to tank Mm-hmm. and him like having these vivid dreams or whatever and i yeah i think we'll we'll get there that'll show us exactly why he is more the way he is now mm-hmm. do you think that the entire show will be flashbacks a lot of flashbacks filling in the five years where we didn't see him before mandalorian uh i mean that's what they've done so far i don't does anybody know how many episodes it's supposed to be I, I don't know off the top of my head, but honestly, it could go either way, but I would be surprised if they didn't do the flashbacks for a bit and then they kind of cut to present day just so they can kind of catch up. Because, of course, you know, he kind of showed up midstream in Mandalorian, right? And it's like, wow, all right, that's wild. He did survive. And, you know, now that's canon. How, how are we going to play that out? Now you get a chance yeah. to kind of see that in action. But it would make sense to me that we get caught up to that. And then, you know, from there, he uh, has his adventures with uh, – uh, Fennec Shan and all that good stuff. Showing him like how he survived the Sarlacc pit. That was the one thing that I really wanted to see. I'm like, okay, they have to tell us how he did that. And what does it look that. like in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've, they've done that already. So everything else is just kind of, I'm just kind of like taking it in, you know? Yeah. So totally. my other, I guess the only other qualm I really have about, the episodes so far is I guess I'm not as interested as uh, with him being the Daimyo or Daimyo or however you say that word. I'm not as interested with that. I like the adventure. I I thought we would get more of his bounty hunting type scenario, but that's where episode two I thought was so good because it was an adventure away from where we are present day with him trying to hold on to the, you know, the hut's power there and all that kind of stuff. But um, I loved what happened with the Tuscan Raiders. I love the adventure of it. Mm-hmm. The, the scenes with the train were so good. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where I thought the whole show would be. And maybe they'll keep sprinkling that in, but that's what I enjoy more so than him being on Tatooine, trying to run that empire. Mm-hmm. Well, if they follow the formula they've done in the first two, I feel like that's what we're going to get. We're going to, the flashbacks will be more what you're looking for. And then the, real time quote unquote real time will be the stuff on Tatooine, you know, trying for him trying to establish himself and all that. Yeah. My mom's a fan too. I mean, she loved Mandalorian um, out the gate. In fact, I, I got her Disney plus so that way she could see it and see the child. Cause she's a huge fan and she has the merch and the garb, you know, it's like my mom is a giant star Wars nerd now, but <laughs> she's been watching this and she came out, out of the gate. Why did they keep, putting him in the bathtub and and you know the flashing back i'm like what did you not see in the beginning he went through hell he looked like one of those rolling sausages at the gas station for a while and it's time for him to uh kind of get better (laughs) so you know i had to kind of walk her through some of his backstory and catch her up on jedi and stuff but uh uh, you know it's cool it's cool to share that experience with her too and and I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe even pressing her for her thoughts on how it's going to play out. I don't think she'll have any kind of foretelling, but it would be interesting to see what her theories are. Kind of had to break down what the back to tank was and all that. Yeah. And it's now, like, he's doing it every night because 
something happens every day where he gets the shit kicked out of him. Exactly. So he has to go in that. So then we get another flashback. Yeah. Once I described what it was, now she wants one. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. If only. Right. It's like a deprivation tank. Exactly. So you kind of touched on a little bit there, Jeremy, do you like the fact that he's older, beaten up, um, struggles a lot? Um, do you dig that part of it? Or do you wish he was more of the, I'm dangerous Boba Fett, you know, watch out. I I'm fine with where we're at. I think, uh, it, I mean, it's kind of, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's kind of like the flashbacks seem to be kind of, uh, almost a Western type adventure, like almost like he is the, the cowboy being, first kidnapped and then taken in by the Indians, you know, and then you have the, like the real time stuff where it's more like a gangster thing, you know, like he's the new, new, new tough in town trying to tell everybody, you know, I'm here and I'm taking over. So you kind of, you get a little bit of all of that rolled into one. And I, I, I've been enjoying it so far. I really, I really like it. I love, uh, the kind of chemistry between him and uh, uh, Ming Na. I'm a big fan of hers. I've loved her since mm-hmm. ER, and you know I, I've always loved her. But uh, they're they're good together. She's good at playing a hard ass, so that's pretty cool to see her do that. So, um, and I, you know, I, I there really hasn't been anything that I've butted up against that I haven't liked. Like a, the, all the stuff with the Tuscan tribe has been really cool. You know, him kind of winning them over by helping the kid out and all, them, you know, training him. And then, you know, he, to the point where he's proven himself. So then they help him make his own battle staff thing. And that, yeah, it's all cool. I'm, I'm digging it a lot. Yeah. I want him to rule on Tatooine with a gaffy stick. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he made it, he earned it. And mm-hmm. I, I really like that part with the Tusken Raiders because we don't know a whole lot. I mean, we've seen them. They're, they're wild and dangerous. And then, you know, Anakin slaughters some of them. Yeah, after they yeah it's cool that they're, they're expanding that mythology a little bit uh, from what we've seen, you know, especially when they're first introduced in Star Wars and, you know, Ben Kenobi's talking about them, you know, being whatever mm-hmm. everything yeah. he said. And they're basically like, you know, uh, oh, they're the the mindless savages and all that kind of stuff. And again, that kind of harkens back to Western stuff with the mm-hmm. the white men talking about these savage natives and all that stuff. So it's it's very cool to get them to see them expand on that so sorry yeah, obi-wan's a dick when it comes to talking about other people <laughs> i mean the the wretched hive of scum and villainy and all that kind of stuff you know so you can't yeah. trust him anyway but yeah. giving them the spiritual side you know he goes on his vision quest and then like you said they help him make his gaffy stick and um but there seems to be and they they protect each other you know they're tight-knit i just thought it was really cool that we kind of got into their culture a little bit i hope they return at some point and in fact, I would like an entire show with them because <laughs> I think it's ripe for opportunity and it'd be really cool. It'd be nice to see a sitcom. 
what the I lied. <laughs> I lied when I said there was nothing I butted up against. When that lizard went up his nose and came out of his nose, I was I was out out on that. <laughs> that was a strange way to uh, stoke a vision quest, but hey, whatever. They mm -hmm. opened that little thing, and I was like, "Oh, look at the little whoa, what?" <laughs> <laughs> And if you've listened this far and hadn't seen it, guess what? Spoilers, too late. Um, oh, that's we should put that right up front. Like, right, that should be in the show description. <laughs> Spoiler free. But uh, no, th th for lack of a better way to say, I mean, I know these characters, many of them are essentially human, but it's interesting that you know everybody's getting humanized in a way. Like the Tuscan Raiders, yeah. you're empathizing with them, you're empathizing with Boba Fett, where you know the writing was a little more cut and dry back in the 80s you know he was a nefarious bad guy he was a bounty hunter so you didn't get much depth you just knew that he went and captured han solo froze him and he was chilling out at jobby's cave and that that was the extent of boba fett and mm -hmm. it's nice to see that expansion now and um you know i know fans will complain about things here and there but i, I gotta be honest as long as the universe exists and things are happening i'm pretty happy you know i love seeing stormtroopers in action that's why i love rogue one because of all the various variations of stormtroopers and stuff right you didn't get to see before in other films or even after and so um you know the fact that favreau is really kind of opening up the the arc for several of these characters is pretty damn awesome and we may be surprised with other characters down the road what if they do the same thing with the jawas and they become more uh you know kind of explored and you get to see i mean we already know what they do but it'd be nice to see you know where they came from and their their history yeah i feel like so far the star wars disney plus tv universe is in pretty good hands i mean with favreau and dave filoni and all like i think they're they're doing a very very good job one thing paul i was going to ask you is uh the grimorian guards they yes were, they, they i'm like i was glad to see them and i'm glad that they're kind of hanging out with uh i almost said jabba but boba but <laughs> right. um and uh but they look like they're different, like they're slimmer, like they used actual big guys and put the heads on them. And so there's hope for me you, after all. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you what you were thinking about that. I think but they're also, since they're slimmer, they're a little more badass because they're fighting and stuff. So. Right. Yeah, they're not just wobbling around and snorting and, and squealing. Um, no, I, I love Gamorian guards have always been some of my favorite characters for some reason. I just thought they were just cool. Um, and I just really enjoy seeing them in. In action, I know they had a couple in Mandalorian, and they kind of seemed more traditional, if I remember correctly. I'd have to go back and revisit, but um, yeah, it's it's just really cool to see, you know, how he, he Boba Fett was talking about, you know, his mercy and if you know you're loyal to your bosses, we'd be loyal to me, and gave them a chance, and yeah. you, you see them kicking ass for him. And uh, you know, when I saw them, I it made me think, of course, of the Rancor, and let's bring that up. How cool! Oh, was oh it my god, that was Rancor so did? great. When, when they first when he said rancor the grimorian guards immediately were like Whoa, they <laughs> and then they dropped him in there and i was like no way did they get another one <laughs> and then i was like or are they just messing with it right it worked <laughs> yeah it was great yep that was really awesome and i really like the um how kind of true to form jabba's palace has stayed overall mm -hmm. and you know there's 
of course, I've seen articles talking about Easter eggs, like the protocol droid was actually the droid from Return of the Jedi. Um, there was a scene when R2 and C-3PO are going in kind of the lower pits, and there's a droid branding other droids down there, and that was that particular protocol droid that spoke, but he didn't speak in Return of the Jedi. See, so, I don't... Is that a protocol droid or is it something else? Because they said they needed to get a protocol droid. And I don't think that's what he is. You know, I don't know. But the way they cut to him after they said that made me think that, you know, okay, maybe he is, maybe he yeah. isn't. He's but kind of him, functioning that way, but I don't know yes, if that's yeah. actually a protocol droid. Well, he's serving the purpose. He may not yeah. be the Casio watch right. with all the buttons, but at least he's telling time. Right. <laughs> and I think that um, when they went into the cantina... Luke's friends were in there from the first Star Wars. Really? Yes. Yeah, they were in the bar. Mm. So that was kind of a nice little touch. They do they pulled out a lot of nice little things like that for people who've yeah. watched in the past. And I, I think I'm like Paul said, I'm gonna be happy with all of these, provided that they don't change a character to the core. Yeah. yeah. For the sake of, of telling a story about them. The, the characters should stay true as far yeah. or you know, if their arc takes them off, that's fine, but they should be fairly true to the character. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, that I was my only issue at the start. Yeah. Did you guys also, did you catch the, he is an EP on the show and the director of the first episode, Robert Rodriguez. I did see that. Yeah. So I was like, Ooh. I knew he was involved, but I didn't know how much, but I saw he did not direct the second one. And I think Favreau wrote both of them. I think I caught so. that right. Yeah which I feel like we're in pretty good hands if he's writing the episode. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, of course, Jabba is long gone, but how cool that he's got relatives that you have to contend with. And then <laughs> oh, the Hutt twins. Yeah. The, yep. And then you got a new Wookiee, the gladiator. That was I awesome. I think yeah. that that Wookiee is black Kirstan from mm -hmm. the comics. I, and yes. if it is, so. does that mean that we're going to get Dr. Afra at some mm. point in this? Because yeah. he is associated with her. That would be yeah. amazing if they could it cast would. that right and tell a good story with her. Is that yeah. is the timeline right for that? Yeah, because she works with um, Vader. She'd be around because she works with Vader. She, she's yeah, still alive so. as far as we know, so she'd be maybe a little right. older, but she should be there. Yeah. Okay. That would be awesome. One of the other new faces that I was excited to see was Jennifer Beals. Oh, I was going to ask. That was Holy my cow. question. I saw her face and I was like, whoa, she looks awesome as an alien too. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to know, she, she must have one of those bactopods because she does not age whatsoever. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so pretty. So mm -hmm. they do exist in our world. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your mom. <laughs> exactly. That was cool to see her pop up. And then obviously she's going to be at least a little bit recurring because she was in both episodes. So, yep. Yep. Oh, and, you know, speaking of that, uh, that scene, how cool was the uh, cantina music uh, reinterpretation? Yeah. It was like a remix <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Was, was that Max Muffin. Rebo in there? Was that yeah. the original yeah. Max? Looks like Max Rebo in the game. <laughs> That's what I thought so too. That's yeah. very cool. Well, I had to laugh because on Family Guy, they played, you know, they had the Star Wars episode. They played that tune. It's like, play that last song. Okay. And they played <laughs> it again. So it's, it's almost like, play that last song, but a little bouncy. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> Give me a C, a bouncy C. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Star Wars is so hip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but their, their style of music is labeled as jizz. 
I'm not touching that one. No, well, I'm that. I'm not <laughs> lying. I, I've seen I've seen that posted, and uh, it's been on TikTok a few times. <laughs> it's like, well, then it's really, George? Hard. Could you not come up with a different? <laughs> you know, couldn't you call it like his or ham? I don't care. Whatever. Jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jazz. Even. He was probably thinking, oh, it's jazz, but it's alien. It's jizz. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, George. Yeah. Oh man. So going forward, what is something that you guys would like to see in the next episodes? Definitely more of the Wookiee. Um, I, I definitely would like to see. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I want to see his path progress to where he met up with Mando and you know got his armor back um, in some of the flashback fashion as well because there was a lot of story that you know came up to that point that we don't know about so um yeah and it would be interesting to see kind of like in mandalorian how there have been some rogue stormtroopers and uh you know the the uh empire if you will in their broken form if they kind of pop up here and there as well yeah i feel like uh i feel like we might get there to catch up with the mandalorian stuff because that's i mean it seems like where we started is him getting out of the Sarlacc and then with the Tuscans and we're kind of like, like it wasn't that long ago, you know, so maybe we will get that far. And if we're not season two. Yeah. I mean, there's room. There's not really anything that I'm, I feel like I have to see my, my for that was the Sarlacc stuff and they've done that. So I'm just along for the rest of the ride. You know, as long as it's good, I'm, I'm in. Did you ever see Patton Oswalt on Parks and Rec when he was doing the filibuster and he spoke yes. for like seven minutes about Star Wars? And oh, that yes. was he was actually proposing episode seven, and that was his start was Boba Fett, you know, emerging out of the Sarlacc pit. So uh, there's been a lot of fans saying, nailed it, you know, to a degree. <laughs> yes. I just hope that I think what you guys said is going to happen. I think that's what this season is going to be about. But I really want him to get off world. I don't. I'm not a. I was never a huge fan of, um, you know, Tatooine. Uh, well, I like Tatooine, but I wasn't a, a fan of the huts. Um, mm-hmm. I still struggle to wrap my head around how they're the dangerous mob bosses, you know. But um, I just want to see him get off planet. I'd like to see him in chases and and hunting people down and and doing all that stuff. And I don't know if we'll ever get that, but maybe season two or so we'll get to that. But that's where I'd like, really like to see this go. Plus, you get to yeah. see more of the, of the world. Because here you're only going to get to see pretty much what we've already seen would be my guess. I think, uh, again, that could be achieved through the flashbacks. Like who knows what his journey was from what we've seen to where he is now. There's several years to cover there. So, but I, as far as like the real time stuff, I mean, he's trying to establish his, you know, whatever, uh, consortium that's the wrong word but you know he's trying to establish his his domain so i don't going off world i think would that's probably not going to serve him too well right now nope no that's what i said i think he'll have to establish something there first and then maybe yeah future seasons i assume this is doing well so i would assume we're probably going to get more out of this and it'd be interesting to see if there's any uh surprise intense cameos much like at the end of mandalorian season two right um you know i don't know if we would see another key character in in some way shape or form maybe the droids for example you know what i mean so um either way you know if it happens cool if not cool but 
there's a lot of room for possibility, and I think that's what keeps it exciting. I had uh, I, maybe, I don't know, sometime over the last couple of weeks, it seemed like for several days in a row, and it was probably somebody posted this story and then other sites were running with it, but somebody something kept popping up about uh, Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. So is that mm-hmm. like the next season of Mandalorian or... I don't know if I, it was ever actually I didn't click confirmed. on it and read it because I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't really want to know, but... Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of fans that want it to happen. I know, yes, I know that because he looks know, so much like him. Yeah, and there's been some deep fakes with his face and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it would be an awesome dead ringer. And and I think Hamill would probably sign off with his blessing. And, he already you know, has. Yeah, but yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, what the studios want and logistics and all that kind of stuff so who, who knows uh, yeah. you know there's always rumors and that's the problem i try to stay away from because I, I you know i definitely stay away yeah. from we got this covered because that's patently false typically so that's why i didn't <laughs> click on it because i you know i there have been things that i have clicked on that were total clickbait and it's like oh see such and such is this character so exciting well and i'm like i mean this is like anybody could have made this artwork like it's nothing yeah, it's not. It's not a real story. It's a non-story. Yeah, if it's not on IMDb, it doesn't exist. There you go. <laughs> no, I my guess is that's all fan. I don't think anything has been solidified or yeah. confirmed by anyone. So I mean, it would be nice. I think we would all get behind it. Sure. But um, and I'm just excited to see what they're going to have in store for us with Obi Wan. I mean, yeah, we haven't Absolutely. really seen anything from that yet. So mm-hmm. yeah, more and that's action. Uh, action. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how closely tied he is to Grievous's like origin, but I, that's something I would love to see is how Grievous got to the point where we Mm -hmm. saw him. There's a comic series. I believe I have it where it does explore a little bit of that backstory, but of course none of that is Canon anymore. That's right. That was a dark horse book, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. none of that matters anyway. Yeah. So, all right, let's give it a uh, the first two episodes of final rating. Monday, what do you have? Um, I mean, I'm satisfied. I'm waiting on more. I'm excited to see where it goes. So, I for me, you know, it's Star Wars. It, you have to really screw it up for me to not be at least interested. So, and they're not doing that. They're they're making me excited about where it's going. So, I, I say solid four and a quarter. Sweet JPP. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Um, but I'm also always eagerly excited when something Star Wars happens, even if I, in hindsight I end up kind of coming out of there disappointed. There's only been a few duds in the realm of things, and most of that was '90s and 2000s. But uh, other than that, I can't complain. All right. Well, I honestly would have been around a three, uh, but having the uh... The Gaffy Stick Spectacular won me over. So if we can get more Tuscan Raider action, I am in. So I'm going to go with a solid four right now. And uh, I'm looking at this positively, like this is going to keep going and I'm going to love it. So maybe we'll be back next week with, with episode three. We'll see. Sweet. There's Sweet. so many, so many people involved in this that have proven themselves. Dave Filoni, highest among that. I mean, what he did with, the animated stuff is just outstanding. And then Favreau, obviously with Mandalorian has established himself as, you know, 
producing quality and he obviously loves the source material and is looking to, you know, continue making quality products. So I, and you know, you bring in Robert Rodriguez. That's, I, I think we're in good hands. Yeah, me too. And Tamara Morrison is fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. He did an great. excellent job. So I'm, we kind of glazed over that and we really didn't even talk about his performance, but you know, as a, an old beaten up guy who used to be a badass. He's doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his and his sidekick is also kick ass too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> got a little fennec. Yeah. So all right. Bundy, where can we find you? Uh just find me on Instagram at <laughs> Metalhead Monday. That's M-U-N-D-Y. Mr. Supernova, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at uh, the Phoenix Supernova or also as just plain Paul. I've been a little sleepy on there, but uh, you know, if you touch base, I'll, I'll reply. No problem. And after dinner, you can typically find me in the bathroom. Just kidding. <laughs> oh God, this show just went south. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to class it up a little bit guys. It's a new year. <laughs> We'll be replacing Paul next week. <laughs> we are not about toilet humor on this show. This is a quality program. <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> Anybody's listening in the past, they're not buying it. No. Where's <laughs> so, tea bags when you need them? No kidding. Drip, drip. <laughs> anyway, I'm Foggy's Pal. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Wanderings and Wool Gathering on Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and SoundCloud. And you can find album, movie, TV, and comics reviews at wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. Until next week, everyone, for episode 98, closing in on 100. Can't even believe it. We'll see you then. Bye now.